for this week's Fortegic Spotlight for Life Insurance Awareness Month, I've actually decided to share my own story. I truly feel as if your own story can be as passionate and as relevant as anybody's. And mine, I would say sadly, was definitely one of those stories. We dig into some of the things that happened in my life, the ways it impacted myself, my family, and I would say most importantly, my mom who was left with a, and most importantly, my mom who was left with a pretty dire circumstance following the sudden and premature death of my father. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. So the story that we tell about my father, Tom Clark, and his death, um, I wouldn't say started in the dugout, but uh, you know, for the, for the sake of storytelling, he was actually coaching a Little League game in Kokomo, Indiana, and I uh, was coaching my, my, uh, one of my older brothers, Jimmy. And uh, dur- during the course of the game, you know, my mom would check in and make sure he was okay. And uh, right around the fifth inning, fourth or fifth inning, he made it very clear that he wasn't feeling well and took about another 10 steps and actually collapsed. And one of the people that caught him was my, my brother, Jimmy. Um, he also happened to be throwing a really good game and they were winning and it was a tournament game. So emotions were high. I'm sure that probably weighed into the heart activity as well. But, um, you know, from, from there, you know, he was, he was quickly transported to our local hospital and being in a small town, uh, that was a, it was a pretty, uh, extreme moment and uh, one that anybody that was there that day would remember, not just because Tom Clark was somebody that everybody in that town looked up to um, and wanted to play for and wanted to know, wanted to be friends with. He was one of those guys, but also because this type of thing doesn't happen every day, especially to a 36 year old. So, you know, being in that emergency room and um, and being there for a little bit of, of, a, of a duration you know, you start to realize when you look around that the longer you're there, you know, the less likely there's going to be any good news. And, you know, as a 45 year old man, I uh, think think of that now as nine years older than what my father was when he passed and being able to really discern this as an adult with, with an adult's paradigm instead of a, a child's. I really thought a little bit more about what that must have been like for for my mom and uh, you're, 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 you're juggling this, this really, uh, difficult situation with, you know, is my husband going to make it? Is he going to die? Is he going to live? Uh, but not only that, but now I've got four kids that I've got to start thinking about my messaging with. And, you know, one of the things that, that we've talked with, with our other podcast guests, and, and it really resonated with me as, as I think about this story is, you know, we think that there's just a, a financial burden that comes with this. And the reality is, is this is a crippling, this is an emotionally and mentally and physically crippling moment for people that they have to deal with. And it's something that I really didn't take into account as much as I probably should have as I was growing up, is that my mom was faced with maintaining the life for four kids, me being the youngest at seven, and then also figuring out how to get through life as an adult. Um, The reality is for any of you listening out there is that whatever bank your mortgage is with, they don't have any sort of emotional department that holds off on sending your mortgage statement. Um, You know, your car payment will continue to come. The, the, The energy bill will continue to flow in. 
and they will flip off your lights in the event that you don't pay it. And, and so now you're, you're juggling the emotion behind what's gone on, the mourning, which is very, very important to your own mental health, um, how you're handling your children and their mental health. And now on top of that, figuring out how am I gonna earn a paycheck to make sure that we can continue on our way of living financially. This is a, this is a major thing to think about. And you know, nine times out of 10, you know, people under the age of 45 and 50 probably aren't gonna pass away prematurely. Uh, but if you really dig into the statistics and you start to look at um, how often this really does happen, or I would say of equal importance, how many times people will acquire some sort of illness or some sort of disease that would preclude them from getting insurance for when they do die, because we all die. Um, you know, these are, these are more common things than, than anybody wants to think about. Uh, but we don't really address and talk about how impactful and how powerful it really is on all those levels that I just that I just brought up. The big takeaway that we really hope comes from this this uh, this spotlight that we're doing for Life Insurance Awareness Month, it actually doesn't start and end with just insurance. It actually it starts and ends with you all asking yourselves very very important questions. Uh, my wife and I walked through this years ago and, and we, we had to ask ourselves, you know, based on the fact that we travel together quite a bit, what would the life of our children look like if something happened to both of us at once? This was a, a I hate to use this word again, it was a very, very emotionally and mentally crippling exercise because I couldn't answer the questions. And so what I've learned about uh, that, 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 uh, that, that nasty word procrastination is that most, procrast most procrastination happens based on one thing, and that's fear. And fear will preclude us from being active in the way that we communicate and the way that we attack things through a problem-solving problem method. And so for us, we just decided that, you know, we weren't going to let fear or the unknown cripple us from making the decisions that we needed to make for our children. Um, at the time we had, uh, you know, a child that was, that was coming up on, on 18 years of age. We didn't think it was fair for her to have to become a parent when she was trying to live her life in college and become her own adult. So we had to think through that process, not just from an insurance perspective, but also from a legal perspective and ensuring that we had the right trust paperwork and the right will paperwork in place so that she could live her life and our kids could do their very best to live as normal life as they could in the event they were to lose one or both of their parents. So the question that we want you to ask yourself is, if the worst case scenario were to happen, how prepared are you? Who's gonna pay the bills? Who's gonna be in charge? Who's gonna take over for your children to make sure that the things that you laid out, the plan that you have for them is going to be put in place the right way with people that love and, and, and are trusted by you and your family? So to walk through these things isn't just a suggestion, it is an absolute must. And quite frankly, as we get more comfortable with the uncomfortable, the thing that I would really like to see people do is make sure that you don't just have the discussion and that you dig into these uncomfortable conversations, but then you actually put a plan in place that is very, very fluid, changeable, and one that can really make sure that all your wishes can come true in the event that the worst case scenario happens. 
The easiest example I always give is that we live in the, in the great United States of America. And the one thing that I'm very proud of as an American is that we have the strongest military in the world. And you can go talk to any military personnel in the world, which I have nothing but respect and admiration for. And they will always tell you that any combat veteran that goes into any sort of game plan, any sort of combat will always have a contingency plan. And generally speaking, not just one contingency plan, but multiple. Well, you as a leader of your family need to approach with that same general mindset to make sure that you're creating a contingency plan so that in the event that the worst case scenario does happen and can, that you have a plan in place that will always be there to make sure that the people around you that are left in your absence can continue on with a style of living and be able to mourn you the right way while still living a healthy life. Oh,